says, welcome to episode 27 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Combo number five, and my fellow host has a similar deck to this, but we like to call it Bad Super Friends. We got Big Tuck. Uh, hey, what's up, Chieftains and Chieftesses? Because it's everyone, everyone's only talking about the Chiefs this week. Oh, so. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I guess by the time this comes out, that's going to be like old news. I don't care. No one they'll, cares. They'll, they'll, they'll figure that out, yeah. This isn't sports that's, ball radio. That's, a la- that's the last of, uh, <laughs> that's the least of our concerns. Oh, they're going to say that's the last this. of the Mohicans. Could, oh, ooh. nice. Could you, you say this is sports card radio? No, and pipe down. So uh, <laughs> I, got this, I got this argument with my brother and my dad. Last of the Mohicans, decidedly not a war movie, correct? Never seen it. Oh. Well, I, <laughs> I may have seen it, but I didn't pay attention. There's no battle scenes, but the, uh, someone else had the argument of... Wait, is that last... the one with uh, Kevin? No, that was Dances with Wolves. Never mind. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Tatanka. Tatanka. Um, what about Last Samurai? I think that could be classified as a war movie. Oh, it's absolutely a you war think movie. think so? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, that would be like saying Saving Private Ryan isn't a well, war the, movie. The, they're, they're very similar. The real hard one to wrap your head around is... Pearl Harbor. It's Red... No, that's not a movie. Uh, Stripes. Red, Red Dawn, not a war movie. Also a, a terrible movie because the last half of it's garbage. Uh, Red Dawn, war movie or not? Uh, don't remember it. I would have to say yes. Wolverine. On, on Red Dawn, I gotta go yes. There's a scene where... Uh, uh, Patrick Swayze. So this is we can cut this out if it's boring or whatever. But like, there's a scene where he goes like, "Where is it? God damn it! Where's the bug?" He's like screams at this other kid. It's incredible. Jeez. So here we are. Well, you can tell we're doing real good. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and this was only able to happen by our awesome producer Squee McGee and his production company Rich Chaos Records here in KC. Hi. You're gonna ask aren't me how to say what up? Aren't you supposed to say what up, Squee? Oh, I just wanted to mix it up. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. You're throwing hey. us off. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? It's going well over oh. here, I suppose. Even though you didn't ask, so I'll just yeah. keep telling people how I feel. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, isn't that just kind of like life? You go to McDonald's, you just start talking yeah. to people. They don't care. No. But you know what? You're gonna let them know. At least they give you something like, "Can I take your order?" And you go, <laughs> "Yeah." Can I, take, can I take your order, please? <laughs> they don't just go. Well, our producer Squee. And then dead air. <laughs> the cold, the cold, the cold silence of dead air. Uh, well, Squee actually opened a collector's booster before we started recording this, and he got the showcase Calife Calix Calix Planeswalker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That white cool. one. Yeah, a showcase foil. Yeah, very I'm awesome. Also just like super rock hard for those lands. Oh yeah, yeah those, those full are, art. Those, are, those things are. Awesome. I don't know why they didn't make that full art just the normal land. With for, no foil, yeah, yeah, with no foil. That Dude, would I would have cool. loved to do the like the altars that I'm doing on the regular full art lands on those too, but I won't touch <laughs> not, a foil like that. Not, not yeah. for five dollars a piece. <laughs> no. no, there we are. There we are. Are you okay? You see, I, like I'm all right. Well, I think well, the news threw them off. I, I, I got my teeth whitened today, and so I'm getting these what they call zingers. Oh, because uh, they're ultra sensitive. But I, I have this like I did like this numbing thing on it. But then just randomly, it'll feel like someone just took a pickaxe into my Ooh, tooth. Yeah. Uh, so if I ever just pause or it seems like I'm in a dazed and confused state, <laughs> yeah, I'm going through a mental pain. Piles of pain. But you know what, guys? If you want to know more ways that you can support CMD Tower Team and all the content we produce, head over to our sponsor, Level1GameShop.com. They sell magic accessories like that sweet exclusive CMD Tower playmat mm-hmm. and those matte hunter pack sleeves. Uh, they also do have a sweet TCG player store. Go take advantage of that 10% sale that'll be over by the time you hear this. Also correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, they do have a 99% accuracy rating and crazy competitive prices. Yes. Uh, another way you can support the show is head over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels uh, and the rewards can vary from just getting access to that really cool Discord to maybe getting some CMD Tower stickers, maybe get some 
some matte sleeves. Maybe get a signed play mat. You know, just get some stuff. You know, we got some goods over here. Hey, hey, hey. Is that an elf reference? When James Conn's like, oh, I can't eat dinner. I got, I got the stuff to do. And this kid's like, hey, I got all this stuff. Uh, no, but I'll take credit for it. Hey! <laughs> Of course, the free way is just share the content you're already listening to. Uh, every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. Um, every episode, we do want to give a big shout out to the music provided in the beginning and the end by Pink Royal. Uh, and of course, stay tuned until the end to get more details on how you can win a complete set of the Mono Showcase Art Gods from Theros Beyond Death yep. yeah, in our February oh, giveaway. Yeah, those are awesome. Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have and that path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about what the path 32 decks are going to But hey, in a cool mana, I'm brewing some beers. So, we broke it down into four categories. The first one's going to be ramp and setting your board state. That's the grain build. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats, and just like grain profiles, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. Or in this deck, a mix of not very much. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) The next one's going to be, how does your board interact with the rest of the board? We're calling that the hop profile. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands, like the mosaic I'm going to use in the beer I'm brewing this weekend, and help distinguish subcategories like IPA. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. Question for you, Big Tuck. Yes. When it comes to the hot profile you know a lot of our decks i would say the majority like the one category is always the biggest it always seems to be the hot profile yes so in brewing beers are there more hops mm. opposed to grain or yeast no quite the so it goes actually goes grain hops and uh yeast by then so like effectively and this beer i'll brew on saturday i'll have 10 pounds of grains oh wow and then i'll have a two to four ounces of hops and then I'll have 50 milligrams of, or 500 oh, wow. milligrams of yeast. So mm. it's all grains. Grains okay. do all the heavy lifting. So. so basically, if this was a command zone podcast, these would be appropriately done because all those guys do are ramp and draw cards. Correct. And also, speaking of which, I'm coming for you, And the next one's going to be, how do you actually win a game? We're calling that yeast. Yes, and yeast are microorganisms, the smallest part of the beer, that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2, not the other way around. It adds alcohol and content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And uh, without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then lastly, to kind of complete the deck, we have shenanigans. These are pet cards and synergies that, hey, you maybe just have in here because it's sentimental value. Sure. Maybe it kind of relates to the deck, but it does nothing for it, like one of the ones in my spice package today. Hey, there's one in here that I was really surprised why it's not in something else, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we will get into that. Um, But yes, and spices and other additives are kind of late additions into the process with beers. Um, They usually help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout. Or, I'm going to say it again because I'm drinking the same beers last time, the grape the grape strand that turns this IPA into a juicy IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then to wrap up the podcast, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be Big Tux and I's recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under $50, bucks, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. But we do have a restriction. No mana only lands, USOB. We haven't been talking about lands recently, which I kind of like. Yeah. So I'm on board with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Let's and honestly, that there way. probably would have been a land we would have talked about for this one. But oh, yeah. The deck. Right. Yes, correct. Uh, but hey, without further ado, let's get brewing. Today, we are talking about my baby. We're talking about my Super Friends deck, Atraxa, Protector of the Plains. Which was, this was like your go-to baby deck before Sisse, right? And that kind of took it over, right? Yes. Which explains why this one's almost $4,000 or over. I don't don't have something to show you, but I guarantee that you could get at least 
two to four 1967 Ford Fiestas for the stack. <laughs> At least. You could, buy a, on what call you could buy a booster box of those packs. What are they called? Oh, I collectors? Just, yeah. You could buy a booster oh, box of collectors of edition. Yeah, facts. Um, yeah, so there's so many different attraction builds out there, guys, which is why she's literally one of the most popular commanders, period, in EDA. Is she still like 40 bucks? Uh, she's 25 or 30 at Wow. Um, so, I mean, you could do Infect Offer, yep. Plus One Counter, Super Which Friends, etc., etc., etc. So, to read off what Atraxa is, for the <laughs> seven people that don't know. If you haven't seen this in the wild yet. Yeah, which, oh God. It's, I mean, 20, it's 25, which 20, is still quite a go. bit. So, Atraxa's Praetor's Voice, Legendary Creature Angel Horror. This came out in Commander 16, and this is one of the first legal Legend 4-Color Commanders. Uh, before they had the weird ones, I don't even know what they're called. Nephilims. Nephilims, there we go. So, Atraxa is everything but red. So, yes. it's green, white, blue, black. She's a 4-4, and boy, <laughs> does she have a lot of effects. So stupid. So, the one that's relevant for this deck is the second one. At the beginning of your in-state, Proliferate. We're yeah. going to talk about Proliferate a lot, so if you're not familiar with what Proliferate is, when you have that mechanic on the stack, you, the controller, get to choose any number of permanents and or players with counters on them. And these could be any counters. Mm -hmm. Experience counters, poison counters, you name energy counters. Bring yeah. that back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Attracts uh, energy. Ugh. Oh, God, that'd be that terrible. That sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, but you get to give them an additional counter, which is why with Infect, you can actually make a very good Infect deck out of Attracts. Because you only have to give people one, and then she just starts doing it. That's what I do. Yes, but... Here's the thing that makes Traxa just so busted. Yeah. Like, would you say it's Atraxa Brea for like top tier out of that commander set? Like, oh yeah, by tied I with mean, each other. Yeah, it's like they're they're right next to neck. Um, and then Saskia is really good. Uh, I think, and then I don't even remember what the other colors are. Like the well, the other ones, the the duo, duo is fine, and then I think that's it. I think they just did four four colors. No, there's because there's five. I don't. Think, there's five pairings. I don't. So, um, did they do a fifth? Yeah. So everything but black is the duo. Everything. Oh, Maelstrom, uh, the Wanderer. Oh, Wielder. Wielder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's terrible now. Yeah, no, no good. No good. Uh, so what Atraxa also does, guys, is she has Flying, Vigilance, Death Touch, and Lifelink. Bonkers for four. Yeah, because you needed all of this. So as soon as she, I remember when she got spoiled at the office, we were all like, I was in the meeting when it happened, and then I came back and I had four messages from people being like, "Hey, did you see this?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> Looked and I was like, "Good God!" Like, yeah. way too much on a card. Like keyword soup. I think it's like the one thing that I think is interesting is I think that you can. I think there are a lot of interesting ways that you could build around her, but no oh, one yeah. does because like the like. They stacked on that proliferate onto her, and that just like drives the way that goes, which yeah. kind of sucks. Um, because you just end up seeing like this is a lot. This is a lot of people's, especially if like when they're getting back into magic. Um, this came in out in like one of those commander anthologies, so a lot of people this is like baby's first like good commander deck, sure. right? Um, so I've seen way too many of these out in the wild, yep. but. You know, that's just how it goes, I guess. Yeah, and so I was very excited when Atraxa got spoiled because initially my Super Friends deck was a Reaper King Super Friends deck. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I would actually use the tokens generated by the Planeswalkers <coughs> to trigger the Scarecrow into the Battlefield Destroy right. effects by making everything a Scarecrow. Uh, but Squee McGee stopped that real quick because the only deck he had at the time was the Commander Precon Fraley's deck. And her every other turn destroyed oh, destroy artifact. artifact yeah. I just couldn't keep Ripper King on the board. That um, tends to do some damage. Yeah. So, and, and then at the time, uh, another person in our group, he had a Marin deck. So just he would ETB destroy artifacts, right. sack it, then it would come then back, do back it again. again. Yeah, and just, right, right, right. You just couldn't do anything. 
So I ended up dismantling that, then actually creating a Xur, the Enchanter, Planeswalker Super, Super Friends deck, because there are so many relevant enchantments, a lot of the oaths at the time, you're in prison, mm-hmm, the moons, mm-hmm. you get all this stuff to where it's like, hey, I'm I'm not actually really power yeah. artifact, was able oh, to go get that. Great. Uh, um, so he that was nice because it was just a swing, go get whatever enchantment I needed for that unique mm-hmm. interaction at that time. Uh, but... Uh, and then I even think I did a version of the commander I gave you, Urtai, the Corrupted. Oh, uh, yeah, as, you know, just took away the enchantments from Xur, which is why there are not a lot of enchantments in right. this one. Uh, but then use those tokens to sacrifice to counter spells. Right, right, right. Uh, but then Atraxa came out. And then you're like, all right, I got it. Billion times better. So I, I know this. We talked about this is one of your more expensive decks. Uh, it's at four grand and change. depending. Yeah. Although the swing on it is like 2,600 to 4,100. Yeah. But I think if you cut out... If you cut out all the foils and other stuff that you got in here and the, and the duels. duels, I think you could probably you could build something. Yeah, like you could build this deck to be as good as it is for a grand about yeah. maybe a little less if you get a little chintzy with some of your planewalker choices. Yeah, but I mean, I think if you take out uh, the eight reserve list cards in here, mm-hmm. that right there probably lowers this thing by two grand. grand right. Then you take out all the special editions, because yeah, I have all the San Diego yep, Comic-Cons right. and stuff like Alternate that. Alternate arts That's and probably going to lower it another 1000 to $2,000, somewhere in there. Right. Um, so now you're at about a grand, maybe 500 bucks. And, and you know, like Jace the Mind Sculptor, there aren't cheaper. Right. Well, like, I mean, they're all well, like, like over $100. Like even, even Ugin, the copy you have is, tw- spoiler, I don't know, I'm not talking about it. Um, but anyway, so like the copy you have is over 200, but I think even the cheapest version of this is still like 70, right? So, but I mean, like if you think about that, so that's like less than half of the price. So if you do that with everything you have and, and cut out those other things that we talked about, absolutely, you could do, you could build this deck on a large budget. But again, the problem with that is like planeswalkers are expensive because everyone likes them. Cards that feed into planeswalkers are expensive because everyone likes them. Cards that double or work with counters or tokens are expensive because everyone likes them. So yeah, it's just, if you want to play, if you want to play around with good planeswalkers, you're going to have to shell out for it. Absolutely. If you want to play out with mediocre to bad planeswalkers and still pull out wins. Tune in in about a month. (laughs) Yeah, you can build it for like $300. Uh, So the average CMC for the deck is 3.9. Um, and if you look at the way the curve is done, it's all, like all in the middle, <laughs> all three to five, yeah. like, you know, a good, like half the deck almost. Um, and as we get into it, this deck, for some reason, I built it in a way that I don't have a lot of ramps yes, or, correct. <laughs> uh, true grains for the deck. So, you know, is there anything else you want to mention before we just dive into this? Um, mofo? I was going to joke that, uh, the land distribution is pretty good considering the mana base costs like a grand and a half. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, and actually, I don't even think the land's done that good. I need, like, I, I have too much green for the green pips I have in the deck. I could use... It's pretty, but it's pretty close. You could cut out You could cut like out I could a cut little out green. some blue. Yeah, I need cut out some more blue. black. But the problem is, like, the blue that you have is, like, all your support, your support spells, right? Which yeah. is another, another reason why it's expensive. Rift. Just Are you surprised product. there's no force of will? I'm not really. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it's not that kind of deck, right? Like, I, you I run, mean, I do have a counter spell. I have two counter you have spells. two counter deck. spells. But again, like... A lot of your, not every of your planeswalkers are blue, so Force of Will is kind of like, eh. yeah. So I don't know. I think it's fine, like in terms of the price and stuff in it, except for a couple cards, which I'm, we'll get into. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll just segue into let's start it off with a rampant grain belt being my deck. I'll kick it yeah, off. Yeah, go right ahead. We're going to start with. I, this was hard to choose, like. A, because now I'm trying to play the game of not choosing yours. Yeah. So that's hard, too. That's like a game I'm playing of myself. Oh, last thing before we get into it, there's only 35 lands in here. So yes. that also is something that might 
we might get into as well. But anyways, okay. so um, let me guess. So I bet yours is not a planeswalker. Uh, the first one is not. Yeah. Uh, so this card, I think, is actually tied because I only have the two best ones in here. Uh, tied for the one of the best oaths printed. Oh, We're talking sure. oath of Nissa. Yeah, yeah oath so, of Nissa is really, 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 really good. good. Uh, it's a single green legendary enchantment. When oath of Nissa enters the battlefield, look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a creature, land, or planeswalker from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. And then it does have a second ability, which is very, very yeah, relevant which is for very a four-color deck. Correct. You may spend mana as though were mana of any color to cast planeswalker spells. I think this is a Super Friends standard. Correct. Uh, you have to have it in. It basically is a one-mana Chromatic Lantern. Mm -hmm. uh, this card is the only reason in our 40 Life and a Dash from a few weeks ago when I we, we played uh, Traxa, I was even able to cast a Planeswalker because <laughs> I was just so mana color hose. Right. Um, yeah. I, I and it turns like, I don't know if you're talking about it, but you have a card in here like uh, like the Carnage Bastions of the World. Yep. Um, where that doesn't produce any any color, yep. right? And I think you have a Reliquary Tower in here as yes. well. So like those turn into th good things with the Planeswalkers. Question for you. So I checked. Currently, you're running 24 Planeswalkers in here. Okay. What do you think is the appropriate amount to have? Do you think I think it's between 20 and 25? So here's here's my opinion on it. I think it depends on what your color combinations are. Sure. I think blue has top piles of good yes. ones. Right. So what I was gonna say is when you're at four to five color decks. If you want to be a true Super Friends deck, you mm -hmm. probably should be running between 20 and 30 Planeswalkers. Correct. I would agree with that. But once you go to three color, I think 15 to 20, 20. would be a Super Friends. Mm -hmm. Two color. 10 Who runs two color Planeswalkers? Uh, I know people. Uh, Psychopaths? Uh, they're, uh, oh gosh, of course I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, we could. Blah, 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 blah. One of the guys from CMDR Central, uh, actually, and the EDH Retcast, he has a mono white Planeswalker deck. Really? With, uh, Juro. Oh. Yeah. If right. he ETBs, you go get a Planeswalker. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, but I think even in that, I think he runs 8 to 10, and, and it is a Super Friends deck. So I just think it's the more colors you get, the yeah, more the that more... I, I think it's almost like rule zero. Right. You got to have some Planeswalkers so in there if you want to be it. Other yep. than that, you just like, oh, I like Planeswalkers. Mm -hmm. So... No, I agree with that. Uh, do you have Oath and in your bad Planeswalker deck? Uh, I do. I just, so I'm okay, actually good. double checking. So I was wondering about that because I was looking. And it's not bad Planeswalkers. It's mediocre friends is the answer. Well, they were bad Planeswalkers. It was, now, now. It was, it was real bad for, now, for a run it's mediocre there. friends. It, it, had, it, had, it had what I like to call in the industry a bad season when I first built it. Um, <clears throat> so I was looking. I do have it in there. And I had tw I have 20 Planeswalkers. Oh, okay. Which I think is probably a little on the small side, yep. to be honest. So um, I was looking at that. Some other time earlier this week, I don't even remember why. So I'm working, working, trying to do some subs and get some different things into. Cool. Well, uh, any any other thoughts on Oath of Nissa? No, it's just really, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's All really, right. really now, good. Now, okay, so I actually do have a question. It is only one mana, and you get to look at the top three and put something into your hand. Would yep. you run this in a non Super Friends deck? So, um, uh, this was really good. So I played a lot of pre-release Battle of Zendikar block, sure. and this was really good in yeah. that. So I can, see, I can imagine. I think the only one, the only one I would do it in would be a two-color Enchantress deck. If you're playing an Enchantress bounce deck, right, where you can bounce this back to your hand and replay it, then I think it's pretty good. Okay. Um, and I do think that there, I the more I, mean, I think about it, one mana probably draw a card. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, there's other options that you could have in this slot. Like, I would, okay. I would rather if I was like looking for a ramp card, I'd rather play run like a Nature's Lore or something like that. That's like I know consistently, or even like a, um, it's an enchantment that you play on a land and then you can tap it and it adds an extra green. Sure. Like that's a little more consistent with it. Estrid probably yep. likes this card quite a bit because it okay. also runs a lot of different sure. planeswalkers. So I think it's. 
it's good. Yeah, and it's also like the normal ones, even two bucks. So people yeah. people out there evidently think it's good too. All right, cool. Well, what's your first uh, ramp grain card? So let's stick it with the Nissa. Continue on that train. So okay. uh, one of your premier ramp smells in here, uh, Nissa the Vastwood Seer. <laughs> like my only. Ramp. Do you have Do you have this as well or no? Uh, no. Okay, cool. So um, she is really good. It's um, she fills a slot of like a Wood Elves or Far Haven Elf. Two colorless and a green for a 2-2 legendary creature elf scout. Um, when it enters the battlefield, you search the library for a basic forest card, put it to your hand, which kind of eats, and then shuffle your library. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands, exile her and return her to the battlefield, transformed under its owner's control. I think we can go through the Planeswalker. Have you ever actually even flipped it over? You yeah, have? Okay. so that's the only reason she's still in the deck. So I'll read the second half. Yeah, go for she's it. She's Nissa Sage Animus. She's a three loyalty Planeswalker with three abilities. The first one, which I've used a ton, and it's gotten me out of some of those mana jams. Oh, yeah, Reveal yeah, yeah. the top card of your library. If it's a land, put, put it straight your, to the battlefield. Otherwise, it goes in to your hand. hand. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, that is and good. then minus two, put, get a legendary 4-4 four, four green elemental token, um, which has been nice if I need blockers. blockers. It sucks. The only thing that sucks on that, though, is because you do have like doubling season in here, mm -hmm. which I'm guessing we're not going to talk about because we don't need to for those playing the home game. Um, but like the only thing that sucks about that is like a lot of the tokens really help with doubling season. This one kind of doesn't, which yeah. sucks. But what are you going to do? Yeah, I accidentally <clears throat> ended up buying multiple copies of that token oh. because <laughs> there was a time where I used to keep all the tokens for my decks in the deck box. Correct. With yeah. it. And I, like, have, I run this Nissa in a lot of different yeah, decks. Yeah, yeah. But now that I just have a consolidated binder, I just have all these extra legendary <laughs> tokens that I'll never get to use. Uh, and then it has a minus seven that you will never do in this particular deck. But if you want to know what it is, it's untap up to six target lands. They become six, six elemental creatures. They're still lands. I don't like doing that because it opens it up for, for board, board wipes. wipes. Yeah. But it um, is, but if played right into the right situation, that could be a win con for you because I mean, that's 36 points of damage right there, right? Yeah. But I don't think I'm killing anyone with this deck damage. Wise. I think there is one time I've actually killed someone damage wise. <laughs> He's got attacks attacks yeah. in the red zone over and over yeah. and over again. Um, but uh, no, I really uh, the, the plus one on her. She has a yeah. relevant three mana ETB. I wish it just said go get a forest card, mm. not basic forest. Yeah, card. that kind of sucks. It's a little lame because you only have two in here. And so. this was printed in Zendikar. So uh, nay, uh, this was in Origins. Origins. Oh. Wouldn't that have been the same uh, standard block set? It though? was, but they wanted to do Origins. Origins, they were like, we're not going to do core sets anymore. So we're just going to do Origins. Everyone's like, this is just a worse core set. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we're going to do core sets again. <laughs> so, um, this is. Three mana, it's a relevant ability. And then the plus one I agree. is very relevant. I, it just sucks that Nissa is still like seven or eight dollars, yeah. even, even though it's been reprinted. But in your foily version, which is ironic because you could get a different foil for like a quarter of the price. Because she was in the Transform <laughs> boxing. Oh, wait. You mean the Comic-Con one? No, 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 no. The, they did, remember when they did, like, From the Vaults? Yeah. The last one they did was Transform. Oh, and I didn't it, know that. It's got to foil one of that, yeah. So, so no, actually, one, no one did. What's funny about that is I even told people, it's like, I was like, From the Vault Legends or Lore or whatever? What's going to be next? From the Vault Transform? And literally <laughs> six months later, they're like, hey, you guys all want these Transform cards, right? Right, right? Don't you want these? So the funny thing is I actually have the Nissa San Diego Comic-Con, the black one that's hard as heck to Dude. read. Uh, and I think that's in Hogak or Yarok, one of the two. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like the card. Honestly, I've contemplated cutting her for a Kadama's Reach 
just to get something. You're not. A you're bit not. Wrong. I don't. You're not wrong. wrong? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my next one is a card that definitely feeds into an action news that we had a couple weeks ago talking about infinite combos. And I will explain. I won't say the card that you were thinking of why it's in spice, but it should be thinking oh, probably be somewhere yeah, else. No. I'll give you the thought process Wait. behind it with this card. We're talking Thrasios Triton Hero. Oh, I think I'm thinking of the other one, Spice. Yeah, you are. But I can explain why this is in grain and that one's in Spice. Because I actually do have a method behind the madness. Right. So, Thrasios, guys, if you're not familiar, is Simic. That's green-blue. Which Has is been one talked three. about on the show before. Has been talked about on the show multiple times. Uh, hopefully, you're a first-time listener. <laughs> $20? Yeah, she, it's expensive. Uh, four colorless, scry one, then reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it on the battlefield tapped. Otherwise, draw a card. This has gotten me out of jams as well, getting to lands that I need. Mm -hmm. The reason that I have this in a true categorized section and I don't have the other card, which we will, because there's only two in that thing, we'll end up talking about one of the cards in Spice, um, is because that particular one, it's pay five colorless and two in oh, the Oh, I'm effect. talking about the other one. Oh, yeah, that's another one that needs to get cut. It's what? Bad. Uh, but, oh, yeah, Nistec probably. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the other one that's in there, yeah, the yeah, five-color yeah. list, the reason that that's in a spice and this is in grain is because at any point, paying this four and scrying and getting land is very, very good yep. for the deck. Just paying that five once per rotation to randomly get something right. is isn't not quite very as good. good. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that one's more in the spice, and this one truly does this get also categorized. Feeds into the No, but this also feeds into one of your win cons as well. Because it gives you a way to cycle sure. through and get and get cards going. Also, I think it's just really good. And the yeah. best part about it is I think this actually, he or she came in a Traxa to begin with. Yes. So I think that's cool too. Yep. I, yeah, I think Thrasios is, is underplayed. And to, and you meant, you made mention, well, probably not underplayed, but you made mention um, when we were doing my Thrasios and, and Vile Smasher, how it's like that ability is good in a vacuum. Yes. And since you've said that, I'm like... I'll give it a shot. And there's been a couple times where I've done it. I'm like, oh, there's my land. Or, oh, yep. there's a ramp. Or, oh, there's a, something else. Yeah, well, because we've talked about how this deck has a high average CMC mm -hmm. curve. And I think relevant to the 40 life and a dash from a few weeks ago to where I just did nothing. And I, <laughs> I had a Nev's disc and I just still had four mana and I couldn't do anything. Oh, yeah, At least right. if, even if I had a Thrasios, it's like, okay, each turn I'm paying four, scrying, maybe getting right, yeah, maybe getting lands. something there. Yeah. So, yeah, really like the card. And especially for a CMC2 that kind of helps you ramp and get through your deck. Uh, good. And it's a 1-3 body, so it's not going to just yep. die to even an Elish. A zombie yeah, or whatever, yeah. An Elish Norn. Sure. All right, what's your next grain? So I have one more that's not a Planeswalker. Okay. And I think I, I'm actually not talking about that many Planeswalkers. Really? Yeah, I kind of chose I kind of chose some different ones to go to go with. I know mm. there's not a lot of options, but... Um, so I want to talk about... He's a little rascal. Oh, He's yeah. a little rascal. Pure the imaginative Thank rascal. Thank you very much. He's a rascal. He's a two uh, colorless green. green for He's a 1-1. One, one. He says partner with Toothy the imaginary you. friend, uh, okay, which Toothy's not in the deck. Which is a shame, and we'll get into Ugh. But anyway, so he partners them, goes tutors for him. If one or more counters will be put on a permanent, your team controls, because that's relevant. Uh, <laughs> that many, plus one of each of those counters is put on the permanent instead. Yep. So uh, similar to doubling season, I don't think this adds a counter when you activate an ability to add a counter onto it. So actually, from a judge, Pierre will cause your planeswalkers to enter the battlefield with an additional loyalty counter, counter which we right. knew. He will also cause any plus in loyalty abilities to add an additional loyalty counter onto the planespotter when you activate them. Why does he, but doubling season doesn't? Because it's the way that they're worded. They're mm. worded differently. So 
doubling season. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice that many. If an right. effect would put one or more counters on a permanent, it puts twice that many. And what this says is just if one or more counters would be ah, put on a permanent. Ah, not an effect. It's okay. Not an effect. Gotcha. I was wondering about that. So he's even better with that. I remember when Battlebond got spoiled, this was like the showcase card. Yeah. I was like, they're making this set for children. This is going to be garbage. Turns out it's like one of the best sets ever printed for a commander. <laughs> uh, so I really like him. Also, uh, a little bit surprised here. He's almost $5, which yeah. is kind of nuts too. Um, I suppose he is a mythic, but most things are, aren't uh, he? He's a is rare. He rare. Get your glasses. Oh. glasses. Especially colors. It's dark in here. Learn to read, Tuck. <laughs> learn, learn to, learn to be able to tell color differences. Uh, no, I, he's fine. He's actually one that I've teetered on cutting, just mm-hmm. because it's never. It's happened so, so few times. But that once again, I almost wish I'd have a Kadama's Reach instead of a Peer. Uh, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong in this deck. But if you had his pal, maybe you could see a little more often. Nah, but I'm yeah. Peer. Peer goes into a lot. Like most of these decks, I imagine. Yep. So um, you probably know him if you know Atraxa. If you don't, he's also really good in counters deck. Yep. Um, Dan has one of these decks that's also degenerate. So it's, filthy. Yeah, it's awful. So filthy. So Absolute don't just weird. Because yeah. you guys wouldn't think that, like, knowing Dan and his demeanor and how nice he is, you wouldn't think yeah. he'd no, even ever his, build his, degenerate his, his decks are all brutal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always so, have a fun time losing to his decks yeah. somehow. Like, except, except, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, except, I, it, I'm starting to learn. But. Except for Zanch. His Zancha deck is actually fairly fun. His other decks are just freaking brutal. Like, yeah. this and the other partners, coin the coin flip? flips. Ugh. Ugh. Brutal. But yeah, Pierre, he's pretty good. Um... Probably want to get him sooner than later, because I'm guessing he's only going to go up. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right, well, so my last grain, we're talking not Mr. T, but Big T. Teferi Hero of Dominaria. Oh, the Big T, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is three colorless Azorius, white, blue. It's a four loyalty Teferi, and he is a... Uh, and he has three abilities. First one, plus one, draw a card. At the beginning of the end step, untap two lands. So before I get into the other abilities... Really, when I looked at Teferi, I have him in the deck and in the grain section purely for that plus one. Correct, yeah. If I just do that plus one, I am happy. But he's like one of these Planeswalkers that they printed recently. Like this and Oka are just like, what are you thinking? Like all these are so but good. But at least he costs five Correct, CC, yes, not three. three. Yeah. Uh, his next two abilities are very good, though. Right. Which his plus one is a grain. His minus three is a hops. Wow. Correct. Put target non-land permanent into its owner's library third from the top. That's really so good, good removal. Yeah. Then his minus eight is yeast, yeast hands yeah. down. And it passes the doubling season test because it's minus eight. You get an emblem with whenever you draw a card, exile target permanent and opponent controls. Correct. Yeah. That is brutal. It's bonkers. Yeah. This de- like, but you could say that about like half the planeswalkers in here that like one is a yeast, one is a hops, one is a grain. Ah, some of pretty, them. Yeah. Pretty close. Not the one I'm going to talk about next, but. Um, yeah, Teferi's wrecking everything that he's pl- being and played he's $30 in. Thirty dollars, thirty dollars. Yeah, I, he's never gonna go down because everyone wants him. Everyone's gonna want him. Is for he played a modern? Ah, uh, I think he's too expensive. I don't for know. Modern. He's probably too expensive. But everyone pioneer, wants to play him. Yeah. Everyone wants to play him in commander. Yeah. Um, everyone to play him in standard. I think he's no Dominaria is out now. Yeah. Right now, but yeah. So he's gonna be thirty dollars from here till Kingdom Come, unless he gets some sort of reprint, which will never happen. Hmm. As right. soon as they reprinted him, they're just like, ah, we screwed up. <laughs> All right. Well, Big Tuck, what's your last grain? Mine's also an Azorius Planeswalker. Um, one of the first Planeswalkers I ever owned. Oh. Uh, Venser the Sword. Yeah. So also three colorless white and <laughs> also blue. almost thirty dollars. Yeah, also, well, that's a foil. That's the non foil, I think, is still 10 or 15. Again, but like Planeswalkers, you can't, like, it's not surprising to know that, right? Yep. Like, he's only been printed once. Um, he's been printed one time in the original one and then once in a dual deck, I think. Sure. So, plus two, 
Exile target permanent you own. Return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. So target any Planeswalker that has a relevant enter the battlefield ability or a, 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 a minus ability, sure. right? And then you just get them back like Liliana Vessels of the World. So yep. It's fine. Um, minus one in this deck probably doesn't do as much. So creatures are unblockable. Again, like if you want to win in the red zone, yeah. this is the way to do it. Um, and, and there are ways, like I doubt you're talking about Elspeth. I'm not. No. Okay. So like there's we talked about her enough last yeah, yeah, two we, days ago. I have the generate three soldier Elspeth sure. and you get the emblem for plus two, plus two and flying. That is one of the games like I actually did win. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely can. Um, and so it's like, yeah, it could happen. But once again, he's in here for, I've done the minus on this particular planeswalker Ooh. enough times. Bounce and it's going to die next. Let's go ahead and bounce it, reset the clock. And then his minus eight is very similar in scope to Deferi. Um, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, XL target permanent. Interesting thing, though, it does not pass the doubling season test. No, it does not, which is interesting because yeah. I thought it would with how expensive it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this, I have one copy or two copies of this card. It does work. It's one of the more interesting picks in this deck because, again, you don't have any creatures. Yeah. So I could see it maybe getting cut at some point. But again, that plus one is, is a lot of value. Especially if you can do this Rube Goldberg machine where you cast a you cast a planeswalker ultimate it with doubling season, right? Yep. Which actually I've never seen you cast doubling season in this deck. I think I've gotten it once. Really? Yeah. yeah. So um you cast it with ult you cast it, ult it, bounce it, come back in, be able to ult it again the next turn and kind of build like a machine yeah. there. Um, but again, like I like it. I think it's a good planeswalker. Um, un unblockable again. If you have, if people have flyers sure. and you want to get in the red zone and get some life back with the Traxa, um, very good utility planeswalker. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's definitely one that's. I have him in here because I tried to keep myself to the theme, which I failed at. As you will look in, <laughs> yes, into yes. the deck, I tried to only have one of each planeswalker oh, in the deck because initially yeah. when I built it, the planeswalker the back rule. then right, right. you couldn't have multiple lilies on the battlefield uh -huh. or tamios or any of that. So I tried to only have one of each, and I was like, "Oh, well, I, I kind of need one." He's better than the Domri that I could potentially put in here. I don't even know if there is a Domri with just green, but there isn't. <laughs> okay, well there we go. Bad Ajani, but no, like, yeah, but like this is like this was. He was just this was, the, this was the only Azorius Planeswalker that existed, I think, when you built it. Yeah, I, I can't mean, think of another one. That's he just was so in here too, for yeah. flavor being a vincer, and I wanted yeah. him in there for I still, a reason. I still, I still like him, and I think he still does work. And again, like his plus two will get you value every turn, and but then I eventually think if you I get to his minus This deck to not have the issue that I had a couple Sundays ago, then I probably want to. Yeah, cut it. He, he, it's it's on the block if you wanted to, yeah. but I think it's fine anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up that grain bill, guys. Now we're gonna head over to the board state and the hot profile. Uh, big T. So uh, I also want to talk about this card because it also just completely warped the board last time we played it. So uh, Shalai, not Tashar, for those playing the home <laughs> game, Voice of Plenty. So this card is super good, which makes sense because it's $3. Also, you didn't show up for a foil, so how dare you? Yeah, I know. So three colors and a white for a 3-4 flyer, legendary creature angel. Bonkers already. Like that's I guess it's not bonkers, but it's good stats. That's okay. For the limited amount of creatures you run in here, having a flyer that also can chump block pretty good sure. is important. You, planeswalkers to control, and other creatures to control have hexproof. That's the reason why you're running it, I'm guessing. Correct. And then the again, incidental one is four colorless, two green, put a one-one counter on each creature you control. Don't think I've ever done that. But again, if you you will win by with little guys, little tokens that you're making, sure. right? So if you have a mana sink or available leftovers that you need to put it somewhere, this isn't the worst place to put it. The big flavor fail they had with this is he gives your planeswalkers hexproof. Why doesn't the four colorless green green also add a 
just add a plus one plus mm. one counter to each creature and a loyalty we counter to each creature. Uh, it would have control. to be more than that for six, for six mana. That's a lot of mana. It's only one. Just, I would I would say one or the one. other. I would say one or the other. No way, because I mean, the Karn's Bastion's four to proliferate. Why would you sure. pay six for one or the other? And but, well, because then this would also trigger that would trigger doubling season and peer as well. So in reality, you could get more from there, right? Yeah. And again, if like, but now, but now we're starting to bring in other. Things no, I agree. I, I I agreed that, but uh, still, regardless, this card's awesome. Also, it did not warp the game that we played. It kind of did. No one like, ever was trying to target warp, my planeswalker. Warp, my no, planeswalker. Uh, it, it warped your decision though, because you didn't blow that disc because you had this out. And no, I didn't blow the disc. Important. Remember, I had the Othanissa out. Oh, that was that's the right. That's how you could cast, cast commander because you're stuck on four. Yeah. Still, you stole it from me. <laughs> you're um, like, still suck it. Yeah, still suck it. Um, no, the, and this one's so this. I think this card is generically good yep. in in um, any attractsa build, right? Like if you're playing plus one plus one counters attractsa builds, yep. it's good. If you're playing infect attractsa like mine, it's also good. Love this card. Um, I, it's the first time I've actually ever seen it cast, quote unquote. Sure. So I just wanted to bring it up because it was top of mind. Well, it's funny enough that that was your first <laughs> okay, one because my first one is the okay, card good. that got it. Uh, we're talking my. Tied for first favorite planeswalker in the deck. Ashiok Nightmare Weaver. Yeah, it's so this awesome. card has done work for me every single <laughs> time I have played it. And it's weird. This card is similar to Mr. Magoo and his 13 tap zombies. I seem to see it every time, all the time I play the deck. Yeah. Uh, so Ashiok, guys, is a colorless demir that is blue black. It's a three loyalty planeswalker, Ashiok Mythic from Theros. Mythic. <laughs> mythic. We, got, we can't even say that because guess what? Uh, it turns out Shalai, also mythic. Wait, no, is she? I can't no, tell. No, she's a rare. God, I gotta get my glasses. He's 0 for 2. 0 for 2. All right, so I'm gonna read from the bottom down. Its most irrelevant ability is a minus 10, exile all cards from all opponents' hands and graveyards. I'm never gonna do that. It's not that good. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's Dece, but that's not why I have it in the deck. The next ability, actually, I've only activated two or three times in the history oh, really? of me having this deck. Me doing it for that Shalai was the first time I've done it in probably a year. Really? So, minus X, so I can remove as many loyalty as, as I have on it. Right. Put a creature card with a converted mana cost X, exiled with Ashiok, onto the battlefield under your control. That creature is a nightmare in addition to its other types. And so what really feeds all of this is its first ability. Plus two, exile the top three cards of a target opponent's library. Now, usually <laughs> in Commander, it's a game of, well, if you're only Drips milling and one. Drabs. But if you're only milling one person, it doesn't do anything. Right. But here's the thing. It's not mill. It's exile. It's great. Yes. And what I did to Big Tuck is he was playing his Atraxa Infect deck. No one else really had a good pick for me to do. That's not true at all. Eh. Both of them were running actual creature decks. Eh. <laughs> Mine's like a sort of creature deck with proliferate. But eh. so what ends up happening is you plus two it over and over and over again. I yeah. regularly had this Ashiok at like 11 to 15 loyalty. <laughs> That's uh, right. and, and then no one ever wants to get rid of it because once again, it, it, they'll just make a deal. Hey. I'll let you keep Ashiok if you don't hit me with it next turn. Sure. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll it's hit the fool, other guy. A, for those playing the home game out there, it's a fool's choice. Yes. It's a fool's errand. But then eventually when you get it high enough, maybe you get lucky and you get that Blightsteel Colossus. Okay, I'll take 13 <laughs> yeah, off exactly. and get a Blightsteel. So I love the card. It does work. It literally took the card that uh, Big Tuck uh, just talked yes, about. That was which was awesome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think it's definitely one that is a Demir good card. Not good enough for a standard. No. 
Not a staple by any means, but it's something to where it's like, you know what? I want to put a Planeswalker in my Demir deck. I think this is one especially, that you would Especially for three, yeah. right? Like, um, So this was in my mill deck because, because again, it's exile. It's yep. three. It's repeatable. Um, it's even better in Moldratha because you can exile, immediately kill it for five if you want to, bring it back, and get that train going again. So, hmm. All right. Like those low-cost Planeswalkers in Moldratha are worth their weight in gold. Or in... Um, Nightmares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your next hop card? Thank you. Um, so the one I want to talk about is another one that we haven't talked about yet, but it's starting to creep up there both in price, and I think people are starting to figure it out. Norn's Annex. Yeah. So three colorless and Frixian white, which means you can pay either a white or two life for it, which will usually be two life because yep. you can get it back in one turn with your commander. Yep. Here we are. Um, creatures can't attack you or Planeswalker you control unless the controller pays Frixian white mana for each of those creatures. I think this is a worse ghostly prison in 90% of the times. I think it's a better ghostly prison than this by country mile, right? Because ghostly prison and propaganda, the downside Don't of those. Planeswalkers. Exactly. So right. I would actually argue and say sphere, sphere safety is number one. And uh, because it, X can be twelve, it can, it can be in the right. It can be in the right deck. Yeah. I don't. I and don't I like think that. you put that in the right deck. I don't, don't, yeah, just, right. Really. Yes, correct. But in a vacuum, I actually I think Norn's Annex like is more? better than Ghostly Prison and Propaganda because producing colorless mana is, is easier, significantly correct. easier than a white. You have to hope that they have white or, or two life, right? Or so. two life. And you know, if you are playing a go wide deck, do you really want to pay twenty life to hit me for ten? Sure, Pro- yeah. probably not. I tried to have this argument. Maybe I just I'm soured because I tried to how ar- I tried to argue that Norn's Annex is good back in the day because I had like six of them because I just like <laughs> I trying to drive the I price went, up. I went on a heater. Well, they used to be a dollar. Now they're over six. Yep. Which is insane. And people are like, no, that's a bad card. And I was like, I guess. Um, but no, I think it's I I, I do like it a lot. Um, again, in this deck, trying to find those abilities, there are um, a lot of the abilities that say you they can't attack a creature. Or a planeswalker mm-hmm. gets stapled on creatures usually now because that's like kind of how those tax effect work. Yep. It's a lot harder to find that in an enchantment, especially one that you can cheat out relatively right. Sure. Again, like getting the four life back in this deck is completely incidental. Yep. I think one of the reasons why it's not as popular is because of you have to pay the Frixian mana for it, but I think it's worth it. Um, if you can find this in like use binders, heavily played binders for a buck, yep. grab them because you will find out you will find a home for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's honestly it's in here because there's not a lot of ways to tax on attacks to planeswalkers, Walkers. which is weird considering planeswalkers have been around for such a long time and there's such a push for it. I'm surprised they haven't generated any uh, type of they, new taxing. They, they have done it on, like I said, on creatures, right? They just made one in Throne of Eldraine that's like Windborne Muse, but it's either creatures or planeswalkers, oh, but it's okay. only one. And I guess there is Archangel of Tithes. Correct, right? And um, then also there's um, there's an uncommon two colorless, two white. Uh, soldier creature that's like a 2-3 with first strike that has the same thing right mm. they're doing it but I think they realize that doing that on an enchantment is probably just too good Oh, gotcha. right like enchantments again as we've talked about many times over this are usually busted and higher power yeah, so they're probably fair. trying to keep that down and also because they're dickwads keep that price of propaganda and ghostly prison up. Uh, okay. so my card is very much in line with your card that we just talked about uh, it makes it to where you can't really hit my planeswalkers Talking a peacekeeper. Yeah, peacekeeper's awesome. Uh, I don't have it personally. But funny but yeah. story, I have lost so much money on this card. It's only worth like five, six bucks now. What'd you get I it bought for? it when it was like fifty or sixty. What? Yeah. Wait, why did it go down? Do you think? I don't know. It, it spiked around Battle Bond. Mm, okay. And then it just uh, plummeted. So peacekeeper wow. guys, two colorless white summon peacekeeper one one. During your upkeep, pay colorless white or bury peacekeeper. So basically, put it to the graveyard. <laughs> Uh, but it's important text. Creatures oh. cannot attack. 
it, it's a cheaper version of what's the uh, Archon, Blazing Archon? Oh, Blazing Archon, yeah. yeah. Where, like, creatures Which costs eight you. or nine, nine or something? Yeah, three, right. Three yeah. white and six colorless. So this is six mana less, <laughs> and just no one gets to attack, which is fine for me, because I don't want to attack anyways. Right. It's only drawback is that upkeep, which I'll pay two to keep my right. planeswalkers and, and, around. And again, like once you get your ball going, you don't need to cast like if you get two or three creature two or three planeswalkers landed, which usually happens, yep. you don't like mana at that point is like kind of nice, right? Like, and you, I have a bunch of planeswalkers that like untap your lands. Correct. So it's right. like, okay, well I'll pay the two, but then my planeswalker will untap it and right. I'm at net even. Yeah, and you're right. This it is it was like ten ish, and then it went up and yeah. then it spiked it battle bond which i'm trying to like why yeah i don't know can't attack creatures cannot attack oh um from the zender split combo that's what i bet no but you can't even run it in that we'll send it to cold case files yeah put it in the cold put it yeah. in the put it in the freezer but don't worry just like paradox engine mr combo has lost money <laughs> uh, well what is your last hops card okay so i want you just to make sure i want you to do your last hops card no first. no you're going and we're keeping this bit in do yours. The, the pit. Um, so I was just baiting and seeing which Ashiok you were going to choose because I knew you were going to choose at least one of them. Yeah. So I chose another one. Okay. And I'm going to go with the one that I don't think you chose because you're super excited about it. Well, I already talked about an Ashiok. Right? I know, but there you might be I'm a chance. about another one? Could be. Could be. I don't know. Three, two, one. Ashiok Dream Render? I didn't do an Ashiok. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> nice, well done. Oh, that build up. Well done. Um, I actually Dream Render, I literally just added in today. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but like, so I honestly was just, I almost went Ashiok, 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 because you have literally all of them, except for the bad one that Dude, they put in. Dude, it's so good. No, this, this one is insane. New band, so, the Ashiok Trio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Well done. Uh, Gracias. Two, two, two comedy points for you. So, um, are we keeping track of these comedy points? It's I'm, I'm like I, I have I'm, two. So I'm, trying out, I'm trying out some new. Like, bits. like once you get to ten comedy points, does that trade in for a laugh buck? Yeah, and then ten <laughs> laugh bucks <laughs> trade in for a giggle factory, like a giggle bond, and a then giggle you get, bond. A, and then you get a pencil topper that you share <laughs> no, with your I'm friends. No, I'm week. trying out. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm trying out bits from them and seeing if uh, it works right. anywhere else. So I don't know. Uh, blank check. If you guys listen to this, That's, then you can come get me. So anyways, Ashiok Dream Render, colorless Demir Demir, so you can play pay black or blue, blue. for that uh it comes in with five yep. spells and abilities your opponent's control can't cause their <laughs> controller to search their library which is so funny because you run so many tutors in all of your decks <laughs> but it's it says opponents good. yes i know but i'm saying oh. it's funny that you're like no i'm the only one who can tutor you know this literally is why friend of the cast will straight up quit a few weeks ago because we actually i played my atraxa the and i think the first time he played his reaper king Oh, um, and actually, it might not even been this. I think it might have been a kitty cat, but it was one of those you can't search your library things. And he was just like, "F me!" And just like you can't do your even your more affordable fetch lands, right? Like, just yeah, like, yeah. Go to hell. Yeah, and like so that's good enough. And then the minus one oh, is is also oh, oh, oh. insane. Target player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard, then exile each opponent's graveyard. So it's not even your graveyard. Yep. And this, like, so I cast this once. I think I had this and Narset in um, the new Narset that's also unfair. Oh, and, yeah. And Moldrop. I have one of those, and I thought about putting it in here, but I was like, no. It's too much. Too much. Too, too much for you? What well, is it's it? actually too much blue. I was like, oh, I might as well get rid of yeah, well, the fact that's got the, the fact that it's got the Demir in it helps nice. quite a bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's just bonkers. Um, it's... There's, I think people don't play enough graveyard hate because I feel like right. you're very close to. There's a 
what? What do you want to call it? Sixty-five percent chance that in a four pod, someone's playing graveyard. Oh, absolutely. Maybe more. And, right? and it could even be accidental graveyard synergies. Oh yeah, like sure. my Karametra deck. I don't mean to play graveyard. I just so it happen just so happens. Right. That's the yeah. only reason. Rest in peace has a slot in Reese. Yes, exactly. And um, yeah, so I think it's really good. Um, this this card works in so many different decks. Yep. Um, it's three. The minuses. At some point, you're probably gonna burn yourself out, but by then you'll just stop. Right, so you get or you blink it with the card. You yes, can talk about yes, Vincer, exactly, and now I'm right. back to five. Well, especially in this in this deck, because you have so many ways to pump it back up. Like every turn, you're gonna start milling four, yep. exiling graveyards. Um, it's just bonkers. I don't. I'm not as hot as you are on the other new Ashiok. I don't love it as much, but these first two are great. Again, yep. three CMCs. I think, I, I think that's why you probably like these more. I think if that other one was four a, or three, you would be just I'd as be excited. just as excited, right? But the fact that they're three drop planeswalkers, yep. right? Um, both of them are just as easy to cast as the other. This one's actually slightly easier if you want to get into that. Yeah. Um, and I realized I didn't have that in a Muldrotha, so guess what I'm doing tonight when I buy from uh, <laughs> yeah, when I get my TCG player bonus box. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a non-foil and the most an extra mosaic of this sitting in my binder. Ooh. So whatever the non-foil is, I mean, I'll just what I'll have you order a card for me and I'm actually looking. I'm actually gonna look that up right now. But anyway, so um, I was trying to bait you into one of the Ashiox, but I'm glad we got to talk about two of them because I think go. I think he doesn't get played a lot, um, and I think that's kind of a kind of a shame. Yeah. But I what's your what's that. your what's your last guy? It's two bucks, by the way. Oh, oh. this is this card's also only two dollars, so go buy it like now because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally only going up in price. Yeah. Well, so my last one's a card that is a little expensive. It is one that does, like we talk about, how some of these do grain, hops, and yeast, but I have it in the deck for the hops one we're talking will kenrith i almost talked about this one yeah yeah oh man it's really so, good <laughs> four colorless blue blue he is expensive he's a four loyalty will planeswalker uh not friend of the cast will yeah. just normal will <laughs> uh and his plus two which is why he's in this deck until your next turn up to two target creatures each have base power and toughness zero three and lose all abilities. So when this card got spoiled, you and I went back and forth for a while, and I was like, I don't see it, man. I just don't get it yeah. at all. And then like I played this before, and it's like, oh yeah, this is just like, yeah, it's it's brutal. Like, and your counter argument at the time, not to steal your thunder, was like, how many commanders have relevant abilities, and how many commanders go into Voltron? Yeah. How about just like shutting that off, right? Well, you think about it. Why is Oko banned in like almost every format? Right, because, because you it, shut down all the abilities of stuff. Will is just that much better because he's doing it to two in a turn. Oko's one. Right. And they're zero threes. It's not even like you get the clap back with the three threes from an elk. Uh, But he does have two other abilities, guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next one is minus two. Target player draws two cards until your next turn. Instant sorcery planeswalker spells that player cast cost two less to cast. Yeah. So this is also good. Yeah. It's it's also grain. Yep. So if it's later in the game and it's like, okay. I could win if I'm able to get down my Teferi and something this. else, right? Yeah. So Elspeth, if let's you will. minus right, two. Yeah. Let's go all in. Well, even then, like if you're stuck on drawing cards and this is the only planeswalker you have out, it's worth to just take two. Yeah. And you have a good chance of drawing two cards off of that too, or and two planeswalkers rather. The great thing that I think an oversight is they didn't say the next planeswalker spell instant sorcery. You cast oh yeah it's just, it's just for the rest, rest of, of the turn, turn. yeah uh, and then it does have an emblem minus eight target player gets emblem with whenever you cast an incident sorcery copy it you may choose new targets for the copy uh, i i don't think i'll ever want to emblem him outside of if i just have it doubling season and i need to vampiric tutor or right yeah be able to do something like that to go double tutor for something 
Sure, but most my instant sorcery spells in here are board wipes. Right, uh, yeah. The copy it doesn't do anything. Yeah, so. that's a good point because I have I have him and his sister in uh, my guy. Mm-hmm. So it is true because I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what I would do with a minus eight emblem. It's like whatever, right? Yeah. I think it's like this is also built for Balabon. So hypothetically, if you're playing a two headed giant, give it you to give your it to partner. Some, yeah, or whatever. Or if you're trying to make a friend, like an yep. idiot, like. I mean, yeah, hey, Smell Slinger, you want to win the game a turn earlier? Here you go. Uh, no, but I think we'll, I, yeah, I agree. Um, he's starting to creep up in price. He's seven bucks. I think his sister's like two or three. So personally, I like running, I'm a big fan of these partner widths at, <laughs> in the 99. So I know the sister isn't as exciting, right? I think yeah. she's still, I think she's still okay. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Not a big deal. She aight. She aight. But like the fact that she's just a built-in tutor for him and he's so good. Like mm-hmm. if you have enough to cast her, there's a very good chance he can cast her the next turn. Um, I've seen people try to run these as commanders. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I want to say it was Audrey at level one gaming she, for the debate. She, oh, she actually did? ran that. That was the game where I milled everyone out with Shal- uh Shirai and Alter the Brood. Mm-hmm. But she was real close to winning the game. Really? With, with the two of yeah. them? Yeah. What do you think about the Royal Scions, the both of them together? Uh, actually, I pulled one of those in my booster box that I got from Oklahoma City. Wait, really? Uh, Magic Fest, yeah, because I finally cracked all the packs and got oh, tired right. of waiting to draft. Uh, and it's actually the alternate art foil one. Nice. Which I guess is only six bucks. Wait, wow. really? Yeah. Uh, I, think buy- it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah, like I like, so the card, the deck I'd like that one in is... Um, it's a, it's pretty much just a cheaper Dak Faden. Yeah. Right? Like, so I like that in Locust God because I'm not going to get a Dak Faden that's going to cost a quarter of the deck. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, no, Will, yeah, Will's awesome. All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap up the Board Satan Hot Profile. Now we're going to head over to how this deck wins games, maybe with infinite combos, Ugh. with the Yeast Package. So, uh, I'll kick this off. I like with... how you cheated and put the Commander in the Yeast Package. No, Usually... I've actually started putting the Commander in all oh, you are? Oh, in okay. the stuff to wherever they fit. Because I think about, it, you know, if you want to talk about oh, the Commander, right. like you should further? be able to. Yeah. yeah. Like Empress Galena, like why not say, like, I want to talk about her because she does stuff. So, um, I wanted to talk about the other Oath. So we talked about a one CMC oath. Oh yeah. We're now talking about a five CMC oath. And the hilarious thing about this one is he was printed after the oath cycle was already done. done. And he's infinitely better than all of them, except arguably the Nissa. Nissa. Yeah. We're talking Oath of Teferi. This is three colorless Azorius, white blue, legendary enchantment, and it states when Oath of Teferi ETBs, exile another target permanent you control, and return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next step. It basically does a Vincer effect. Here's why oh, he's a yeast. You may activate the loyalty abilities of planeswalkers you control twice each turn rather yeah, than once. So busted. So pay five <laughs> mana and do all your planeswalkers mm. twice. That's yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible. And <laughs> even in a non-magical Christmas land, if you have you know another card that has chains and veils, um, he even if you don't go infinite with something like that, it's like okay, I'll do it for four. Right. Activate my stuff four times. You're going to win the game most Correct. likely. Yes. Or put it in such an oppressive state to where your opponents have no chance of coming back. Right. I agree. Um, yeah. This is, I think this card. 60 cents. He's so and, cheap. Yeah. All those oaths are really cheap um, for the most part. So I think these will go in. Obviously, this is going to go in any Planeswalker deck. Yep. I have I have one. This also is probably decent enough. And if you want to build an, a Bant Enchantress. Planeswalker is kind of heavy one because yeah. you can at least bounce something and then you can do extra I mean, would you twice. Even say it'd even be worth just having an, an, a nor- my normal Estrid one. I think she's... I think so. I think so. Like that's what I was kind of getting at, right? Like um, because like Califix has just got printed is yep. really good. So being able to bounce him is a good Planeswalker. Um, the Tamios of the world. Yeah, I think there's I think there's enough Planeswalker support in um, Enchantress style decks that this is probably even good in that. Even if you only have you know 
five to ten planeswalkers. Anything lower yeah. than that, it's probably not quite as good. Um, because like like compared to the Nissa, that argument where that's good in a lot of decks, it's plus one is going to win you the game. There's cheaper bounce effects that are repeatable. Um, and then like you really want to play this for his second ability. Yeah. So yeah, the, they also printed this with the other uh, with the other Teferi. So they're like, hey guys, like. Didn't get enough to ferry for the last six years or ten years, so have all of them now. Oh, that's funny. All right, well, what's your first yeast card? So I've never seen this card played outside of a binder. I've never seen it in the wild, and I like don't know why it's ten dollars still. Garuk, comma Apex Predator, five colorless and Golgari. That's black green for a five planeswalker Garuk with four abilities, and I believe he was the first planeswalker that had four abilities on. Yes. Him. So. Uh, plus one to store another target planeswalker. So evidently you want to be the only person playing planeswalkers. Uh, plus two, put a three-three black beast creature token with death, with death touch on the battlefield. I've used that's that. probably the one yeah. that gets there, right? Like other danger, other planeswalkers are very dangerous, but if there's none, this still gives you something to do, right? Yep. Minus three, destroy target creature. You gain life equal to its toughness. What? Like, eventually people are going to catch on, usually too late to how this deck works, because people we play with, um, you're a bunch of fools. That's not a joke. I love you. I love everyone there, except for, I don't know, let's pull a name out of a hat. Forest. Yeah, there you go. Suck it, Forest. Um, so that's really good. And then minus eight, target opponent gets an emblem with whenever a creature attacks you, it gets plus five, plus five, and gets trampled until end of turn. Yep. I have actually had to buy multiple copies of that emblem because I have been able to emblem Seriously? him Seriously? I was times just, I was just going to ask. So, like, I think the first three abilities are great. Yeah. The last one, not so much. I mean, like, You put it on one of your opponents and it's like... And then everyone goes to him, right? Well, like, it's just... Eventually, they're going to have to swing. You can't true, just do yeah. nothing. Well, and again, like this, this turns all these tokens that you generate into six sixes or bigger. I yep. mean, it even turns those like death touchers into eight eights, which is brutal. And think about how many times that people are like, "Hey, can I just swing in for one so I can draw a card and maybe yeah, get a yeah, out of this? sure." Now right. it's going to be like, "Can I swing in for, for six? six so I yeah, can draw no, a card? I agree. Um, but you, so I'm wondering. I've never seen this played, and you have played it before. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the real question that begs from this: New Garuk. Garuk, we're gonna bid all these other planeswalkers. Okay. We're doing four color Garuk tribal. I don't even think you need to do four color. <laughs> no, you need two. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but I like it. So uh, if you guys want to, that's a great one to do. This guy's ten bucks and change. I saw you could do 11. Hogak Garuk. Oh, because he because Garuks all make all the beasts that you could use to tap to cast Hogak. That's what you should. That's better than that's a more fun than your Hogak, Hogak which I think I've seen you play once, yeah, maybe twice. Yeah, so good ideas there. Um, this card is kind of a sleeper. I don't know why people don't play it a lot. I think it, it's kind of a little on the pricier side for seven. But again, this is one of those cre this is one of those planeswalkers that when you play it, it's gonna stick around, and you're gonna get value over turn over turn over turn. I think right now, probably the only people playing Garuk are either a super friends decks that can run the colors, yes, but mainly b uh, for those nerds. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice, well done. <laughs> so I, because I, I mean, Garuk has such a prominent story, right, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I haven't heard anything about the Throne of Eldraine story, but from what I understood, he was just there. I think so. Um, what's interesting about this is like, that I don't, I don't think he got corrupted. This, or... So he was, he was corrupted before he went there. Correct. Right? So then when he went there, so in the one of the Mythic editions, it had the new Garuk artwork on Correct. it in a forest, which was kind of like leading that he was going to be oh, in the new okay. one, which I, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, I think the gimmick is that in his somehow in the force of Eldraine, he got the curse lifted from him. Hmm. Now he's just back to normal Garuk. All right. I don't know. I don't know, man. None of the stuff makes any sense. I mean, I was really hoping that it was going to be more that at the 
end of war or with the war mythic sets because i even think they printed a garuk in that mythic set that was the one that he was in in, in the spark. forest it was spark yeah yeah uh, yeah war of the spark and i think what they should have done is had garuk like killing one of the other planeswalkers where he kind of hid in the background let bolus do his thing and garuk went and sniped all well, the people I, I th and i think bringing him back should have been him on like a Assassin's Creed type thing, like I'm going to all these different planes and, and killing planes. Kill yeah, and that I think that we either you and I talked about it or like some people have talked about. Like that's what they thought. It's like Garuk's still the last like evil, true evil planeswalker, yep. so he's gonna become the big bad. But like the oath story is done. I don't yeah. know. Well, and, and the way that they're doing the sets now, I don't even feel like you can have a big bad. I guess not. Like, like not it, really, it's yeah. like done in a set. Yeah, because each one's set by set by set. Because yeah. yeah, like I don't even like I know what the story is of Theros, but it's completely contained to Theros, yeah. right? Like, and I don't even know what the story is of Eldraine, nor do I care. <laughs> uh, but but that's also the uh, Garuk Apex Predator. Um, I think it's really cool. Yeah, kind of expensive, but yeah, that's what I gotta say about him. Well, you do like big splashy things. I do like my big splashy things. All right. Well, my next yeast card is a pretty sweet Bant command. Uh, blah, blah. It's a pretty sweet Bant Planeswalker. Damn it, I have this one too. Damn it, Field Researcher! Yeah, field yes! Researcher. Uh, colorless and Bant. Pretty cool. Uh, the reason I have selected her is I, back in the day, and this is why I wish they hadn't changed the rule, I had an infinite loop with her and herself. And I'll get into that. It was pretty hilarious. Okay. So, Planeswalker Tamio comes in with four loyalty, has three abilities. First one, plus one, choose up to two target creatures until your next turn whenever each of those creatures, either of those creatures deals combat damage. Not to a player, to just deals combat yeah. damage. So that means even if they hit your Planeswalker, cool, right. you get to draw a card. Which I think, the, the note I had on that, I think it's funny that even like even if it does get you in the red zone and deals damage, I you're like, ah, I still get to draw a card. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one's minus two. Tap up to two target non-land permanents, and they don't untap during the controller's next untap step. Very, very good. Very good. Yeah. So basically, we got a grain, we got a hops, Pops. now we're on to the yeast. yeast. For minus seven, which it passes the doubling season test with flying yeah, colors, because she sticks around. Draw three cards, and then you get an emblem with, you may cast non-land cards from your hand without paying their mana Just omniscience. Yeah. Just omniscience. <laughs> so, are you talking about the other cameo? I am not. Okay. So, the uh, loop are that you? I had. No. Okay. So, I wanted to describe the loop, though, and why yeah, this yeah. new rule doesn't work. So it used to be, guys, if you had one Tamiyo out and you played the other Tamiyo, you'd have to sacrifice one of them. Right. So the loop that you could do was play this first Tamiyo, Tamiyo the Moon Sage, because her minus eight emblem is you have no maximum hand size, and whenever a card is put into your graveyard from anywhere, you may return it to your oh. hand. So you ultimate her... She goes talk to the about, graveyard. Talk about, a, talk about a Rube Goldberg yeah, machine. Yeah, she goes back to your hand. The other one comes out. You ultimate her. She still has one, but now you have Omniscience. Right. But you draw three cards. Play this one. You have to sack the other one. It goes oh, back no, to your no, hand. No, 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 so no, you just stop. keep drawing three cards. Oh, it was sweet. But I can't do that anymore. Well, what did you uh, think of the field researcher? I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I think this this is a... I played against one... Um, I think it was Jessica I Super Friends when I went to my first uh, tournament in Denver, and this card really, like, it comes out early. Um, like you said, three relevant abilities, tapping down, it, like, it. it's possible such that you, if, if you get it in on turn four, even if you play it for its normal mana cost, you find a deck that you know is going to be relying on artifacts, right? Sure. Like a Boros or a Jeskai or something like that. Tap down two of their artifacts. That, that could put them back, like, two turns in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not as hot on the omniscience because I don't like omniscience to begin with. But again, you have to work for it, yeah. right? Um, I also like the idea... And this deck's so expensive and I used to actually just have omniscience in the deck. Right, yeah. And then I was just like, ah, that's uh, Yeah, you might as well just do this. Um, I, and like, again, I think it's... I like that it's still like, hey, 
even if you attack me or it, you can still draw cards. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a fun interaction. Uh, I think I, this is coming in at $7, which non-foil. I like a lot. Yeah, non-foil, $7. Um, that's the, not bad. The problem is I just don't know what, like, I was thinking through this. I don't know what deck besides this it's really good in, right? Because I was trying to think, like, it's so-so in walls, yeah. right? But, like, I'd rather have a Biden and a Thassa, so I draw cards every turn with it, right? Um, I mean, I could see this in a Derevi deck. Yeah, that yeah, would be for really sure. good. That would in be that, good because you you want to be swinging I mean, and dealing little right. pings of damage. Um, not ho- probably not horrible in an enchantress build either. If we want to talk about uh, it, you don't, I don't think, think so? so. No, like, because the you're gonna basically have to put the plus one ability on your opponent's creatures because yeah, you're not gonna be yeah, swinging correct, enough. Yeah. For that to matter, uh, the tapping the permanence, I think that's just iffy. And no matter what, I think, I think this in. is a, this is a really good in a deck that's like political based as well, right? Sure. Because you're kind of like helping people out. Yep. Like, um, uh, it's it's not gonna fit in it, but like we played against this like just guy the wall deck where it's like moving the combat around, like yep. a deck like that where you're like your goal is just to like incentivize everyone else to attack someone sure. else as you build up. Um, which is weird because I like all the abilities on it are good, but I'm not just like snap in every single deck they can run sure. around, right? Like I think it, I think she's very good. Um I think she's appropriately costed at seven dollars. I, I think she is a snap super friends uh standard yes. if you run doubling season Correct. in your super right. friends deck. Because that minus seven for me in my mind is so what what you would call backbreaking. Mm. Draw three, M uh, omniscience for the rest of the game. And, and you still, still and you still have her. Yeah. No that, I agree. That with I think her. is just bananas. But like I like th- I think she's I think this is a very well-designed card, yeah. right? Like all the all these abilities are relevant. If in, in even then, if you plus her up, like naturally, people are going to be like, can't get butt hurt about yep. like, oh yeah, now I have no omniscience. Like, well, you could have attacked and me. I and I love drawn how cards. each of the colors and her thing literally goes with each of the abilities. Yeah. <laughs> so For sure, cool. What is your next one? So this is my last one, um, and we haven't had a chance to talk about this, but this card is freaking sweet so uh primevals or primevals yep. glorious rebirth i've never been able to do you this. never have never okay. have uh so five colorless uh white and a black legendary sorcery return all so um you can only cast it if you control legendary creature or planeswalker um return all legendary permanent cards from your graveyard to the battlefield Holy shit. Like, you've never <laughs> seen this before? No, I've never been able to play it, but it is also seven mana. Yeah, true. But but again, like, imagine this. Someone somehow eliminates all your board all your board state. Of or your how about just this most recent 40 life and a dash? If right. A couple or we're getting now. milled over and, over, milled and over, over, over and over again. Right. You can target yourself with Ashiok. That's a legal <laughs> target. Um, this card is a sleeper. So, like, we've seen a lot. People see a lot, a lot of living deaths, a lot of uh, Rise of the Dark Realms kind yep. of effects, right? Um, this card does that in the right deck even better, right? Yep. It's cheaper. You can get the normal, you can get this foil version for two bucks. You can get like the promo version for a buck that's a foil too. Um, and for those playing this deck, if you're playing an Ur Dragon deck, this card is backbreaking. Yeah. Backbreaking oh. in that deck. You just pay to bend your entire library. In the Kethis deck? Uh, coming to a playgroup near you as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if this, I wish this wasn't a sorcery. I understand why it isn't. Right. Or why it is. Because I would love to put this in my Sissé deck, mm-hmm. but I just can't because I got to leave it with the one sorcery. Oh right. <laughs> uh, but no, this card. I think it's really. I think it's. I think it's really good in the right deck. Yeah, and I think for this deck, even though I've never been able to do it, and I've had it in here since day one. Right. Uh, that one time that I'm going to be able to do it is going to be more impactful than if I cut this. But for it's, a but it's even going to be the thing where it's like you doubling season, and some of these, some of these, this would be like you know magic. Oh, 
Chris, best thing you've ever drawn in your life, right? But like a lot of these planeswalkers do die to doubling season and they sure. do great effects. So imagine like just doing that a bunch of times and then bringing them right back. Yep. Um, it's definitely, it's it's a little bit more of a win more card in this deck, right? Like unless you're getting milled, unless people are playing like targeted planeswalker, like this spark and that sort of stuff. And even with its good ability though, you still have to have a legendary creature, creature or planeswalker. Right. So it's not just, oh, you bore right, white yeah. I have nothing, seven mana, I, I get all my stuff right. back. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it, they did at least design it from that. Correct, yeah. But I think this card is a sleeper. Um, I think it does a lot of work in the right decks. Wanted to talk about it because we have not had it up on the up on the cast yet. Cool. So my last one as well is a very sweet Planeswalker. Um, I, this is one that I have a very big emotional attachment to. I think she was one of the first Planeswalkers I ever got. Uh, we're talking Kiora the Crashing Wave. Oh, interesting. Okay, Two yeah. colorless Simic. This is green blue. It's a two loyalty uh, Planeswalker Kiora. Right. She has three, in my opinion, great abilities. Mm -hmm. Plus one until your next turn, prevent all damage that would be dealt to and dealt by target permanent and opponent controls. Well, that's <laughs> a hop uh, all over it. I am controlling your board. Correct. Minus one. Oh, so nice. Draw a card. You may play a land, uh, additional land this turn. Well, also, I, yeah, exactly. I wish I would have had mean. that on uh, Sunday. Uh, and then the minus five, which I have been able to do multiple times, Yeah. Uh, which minus five is not a lot. I mean, it Correct, comes in, yeah. you plus one, it goes to three, you attract a proliferate, it's now at four. I mean, very right. realistically, you may be able to proliferate it an additional time and ultimate her, her second turn in. Correct. Minus five. You get an emblem with, at the beginning of your end step, get a nine, nine blue crack and crack. Nine, 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 nine. Uh, yeah, and, and when you get that emblem, yeah, it's it's come bonkers. at me, bro. Yeah, it's so good. Um, this is another card that's really good in Moldrotha, although I cut it for her sister card. Um, it's really sweet. And mm -hmm. again, what's funny is you got you. There's two versions of this card in foil. One of them is the promo that you get with the Elspeth dual deck. Oh yeah, and that's like two bucks. And then the actual real foil is eleven. Um, I think it does what you want. Um, we don't really. We talked about this on Sunday or maybe it was Saturday. We don't see a lot of Voltron decks. Correct. But this shuts down Voltron decks big time. Yep. This will shut down. Um, a lot of things. And I think this is one of those. This deck quickly becomes the arch enemy mm -hmm. just because Planeswalkers are really good and people suss that out yep. because they know how to play the game, hypothetically. Um, <clears throat> and being able to lock down a creature and prevent common damage to everyone, you can use it as like a political piece, right? Like, sure. oh, well, he's got the, you know, the Oko. We're playing against Dan. He's playing his coin flip decks. He's like, that could get ginormous. So I'm yep. just going to stop that and like maybe and curry a little plus ability. Correct. So it's yeah. just like, I don't have to worry yeah. about it. I can only do this so many turns in a row. Um, you know what's funny is Tapped Out actually has a competitive meter. This is measured in at 41% competitive. Right, which, which is weird. Which is weird because I remember when I first put this in Tapped Out like a year or two ago, it was at like 90% or that, 95%. That competitive meter, I have no idea. I don't idea. know if it's yeah. bad or just maybe the meta has changed to where the high curve that I have is like, okay, well, this is clearly more low-key. But like how, do, like, how do they tell it? Do they tell it like mana dispersion and curve and commander, right? Because oh, like, maybe. I have no, but like... Unless there's been a flood, but who knows how many decks are on tapped out now, right? There's yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands, so you don't know. I wouldn't rate this as a 41% competitive at all. I'd rate it much higher, personally, but yeah. what do I know? But yeah, Cura is really, really, really good. Um, officially costed. You can get her for like two bucks uh, in a foil if you want it like that. So yeah, get her now, pick her up, you'll find a home for her. Did cool. you say Kiora's the one that started it all for you? She did. She really did. Mm. I'm, in, I'm into mermaid boobies. We have talked about that. Oh my. Ugh. Uh, well guys, that's oh gonna my, wrap indeed. up how you win the game in yeast. Now we're gonna head over to that spice package. We only got two, uh, and I'm gonna talk about Urza. Go ahead. So, I'm not talking about uh, it. <laughs> Urza, Lord High Artificer, two colorless blue blue, legendary creature, one four. 
When he ETBs, you create a zero zero colorless artifact. With this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. Uh, that's irrelevant. Uh, tap it, untapped artifact you control, add a blue. Maybe that's you okay. You only run five artifacts. Oh, is that all I run? <laughs> it's, it's something like that. I was looking at that earlier, but go ahead. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Artifacts. I have nine, sir. Oh, okay. I have nine. Nine, nine, nine! Uh, and then he has a last ability, which is why he's in the deck. Uh, five colorless, shuffle your library, then exile the top card until end of turn you may play that card without playing its mana cost. So the reason that this is in Spice, even though I can generate infinite mana and I can play everything in my deck, just like Thrasios or other stuff, is in a vacuum, he is not good for this deck. Correct. To, to, to in one turn, just pay five mana and maybe get yeah, a land right. or a board wipe, and then, then, I, then my turn's over, is not very good. Um, but with my infinite mana, I can then get my entire board out. Uh, it's another way I can get all my planeswalkers and go ahead and win the game. Um, he's all right. I've never actually done him since I put him in for Modern Horizons. Right. He is one that, honestly, I am very open to cutting for oh, something better. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say. I know you don't have a whole lot to say to him. Urza's a great card. I mean, just by itself. Yeah, well, and it, like, it's just, he, this you, isn't the build. You get for a blocker him. for him, so it's fine, right? I think if you ran more artifacts, it would make more sense on top of the infinite combo possibilities. Sure. But since you only run, like, so few, yeah. and, never, and you have no way to tutor for him. Uh, and even my planeswalkers don't create artifact creature tokens Correct. either. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, he's all right. If you had, like, Vraska, still $32. So. Yeah, which is bonkers. Um, so I'll talk about the other one real quick. So um, Evolution Sage, two colorless for two colorless in the green for an Elf Druid three two. Whenever a land enters battlefield under your control, proliferate. You're saying you don't like this in this deck? I, I think it's I, so good. But Just, I have no I have no ways to play multiple lands per turn. But even if you're playing one per turn, like I think that still gets you the incidental value. Now that being said, so like I think a lot of people will say that this is like an Atraxa staple because it's an extra proliferate effect. Sure. Um, I will say, I think this card, I like this card in this deck, right? Like getting as much free proliferate as you can yeah. is good. Um, it's built a little more to be combo controlly, So that's where it's kind of yeah. like so-so. This card does real work and attracts an effect. Oh, sure. Um, big time. So I like it there. Um, it's 65 cents. So if you're trying to play one out, I would go for it. Um, there's not really much to say with that. Like I said, you're not, you're not, you have no way to like dash out train and get two triggers off Correct. it. Um, even Nissa, who's one of your guys that you're that you're touring up, goes to hand. Yep. So you're like, that's one more there. Um, none of your, uh, well, I guess it's a sort of thing with um, Kiora because one card. you get one card, yeah. right? But I like, I still, I still like it. It's kind of the same reason I cut Rampaging Bailoth from decks. Uh, landfall, yeah. create a four-four beast. If I if I don't have multiple ways to do not it, even yeah, it's a not ton doing of ways. If I don't have five to ten ways throughout the deck to make more than one beast per turn. Am I really getting that value? Right, yeah. Because in my mind, people are going to see that, identify that, and say that's not sticking around. Correct. And yeah. this being a three-two can die to a lightning bolt. Ooh, like it. Bolt. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. And to your point on rampaging mailos, I've got, been going through and cutting that out of decks. It's like it's it seems it's like one of those cards where you look at it, it's big and splashy, and you're like, oh, this is cool, and you see it played so much. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're just kind of like, you gotta have the right deck for it for sure. Yep. Cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap up yeah. the Spice Package, guys. Now <laughs> we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And a reminder, these are going to be Big Tucks and I's uh, cuts from the deck and recommendations to add. That'll be under $5, under $50, and a personal recommendation. The only restriction is no mana, only lands. Uh, I'm going to start this off. I'm also want to put in here, I'm contractually obligated that I cannot talk about Grim Monolith or Power Hour. I just want to cut both of them, but yes, those, those put those out. In, into his contract. <laughs> and if you're curious what that contract looks like, it is the inside. A text, it's a text message. <laughs> I was going to say the, the 
a chicken nuggets box from McDonald's yeah, and I yeah, scribbled exactly. on. Yeah, exactly. I say at this point, I think it might just be hearsay. Hearsay. Oh. Uh, so I'm yeah, going go to be cutting a card that I'm very white hot for, but it's good in decks when you're trying to be budget for yeah. your mana base. I'm cutting this one too, if it makes you feel uh, better. Yeah, we're going to cut Amulet of Vigor. Correct. Very good card, guys. Here's the thing. When I initially built this deck, I didn't have Aber Duels. I didn't have mm -hmm. all the shocks. Yeah, I had all the bounce lands. lands. Yeah, right, I had right. all of that kind of stuff. So you needed this card for it to work. So Amulet of Vigor is one colorless artifact. Oh, another reason to cut Urza, because I'm losing an artifact. There you go. <laughs> uh, Amulet of Vigor, one colorless artifact. Whenever a permanent enters the battlefield tapped and under my control, untap, untap it. it. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? There's. I know you. I know you love this card. I, and can, I think I in can the right put deck, this in another deck, and it'll work yeah. out better. Yes, I agree. Like this card's really good in like Maze's End and that sort of thing. If you're trying to build, a, if you're intentionally building a budget land base, then it's, yep. I think it's good. Um, it doesn't really do much in here anymore, Correct. and it's also twenty five dollars, which yes. is insane. So what were you, what are you going to cut for? Very boring. Yes, it's going to be oh. extremely boring. What Skytrap claim? No, Arcane Signet. Oh sure. So I, well, I literally have two. Oh yeah, um, we're talking about brawl decks sitting unopened in my basement. So I have a one sitting there, but now it's only five dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say I for all you feel bad for all, for for all you grognards out there that uh, prospect this card, suck it. So Arcane Signet, guys, two colorless yeah. artifact. Tap it. Add one man of any color in your commander's uh, color identity. Basically, a command tower that's on a two mana artifact. Right. I need mana it's, bad. It's I need it's more ways to get mana. Stone. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk about it. So um, I'm actually gonna cut uh, Amulet of Vigor myself as well. Okay. For I'm actually I'm voting to put in Toothy. I think he's. I like him, man. And here's why. So, Toothy Imaginary Friend, three colorless and a blue, partners with Pure Imaginative Rascal, which is like the best part of having him, in my opinion, right? Um, then, when you draw a card, put a 1 1 counter on him. When he leaves the battlefield, draw a card for each 1 1 counter on it. So, here's my here's my vote for it, right? This effectively tutors you for, for Pure, which we've talked about is very good in this deck, right? Helps you move a lot when you don't have your doubling season okay. or your other infinite combo stuff out, right? Um, you do draw some cards in this deck as well with your Teferis of the World and that sure. sort of stuff entering Battlefield, so he will get those bumps. Um, I think that will turn him into a good chump blocker as well. Okay. And then when you inevitably board wipe, you'll also be able to draw a bunch of cards, get into your bigger threats and that sort of stuff. So I know it's, I know it's a range and yeah. it doesn't super fit into this deck, but uh, I have this combo in my Planeswalker deck, and it ha it does work, in my opinion. So the issue that I have with it is 40% of my board wipes are exile Exiles, yeah. So I'm not going to get any. Well, actually, no, I do, because he leaves the battlefield. Right. So I guess I still would get it. I don't know. It's fine. I know. Um, it's like right on. For me, it's always right on the edge. Yeah. Right? But like uh, more importantly, because the Planeswalkers are so important, and Pure plays so well with them, just being able to have a card that tutors for it sure. and does something else. I think for me, uh, because I'm even borderline on keeping Pier in the deck, oh, just, be okay, just sure. because it hasn't done what I need it to, mm -hmm. um, okay. I would be open to Toothy, but I think for Amulet of Vigor, if I do cut it, it has to be for, for a another mana rock. ramp. Okay, I need a, I need I need a mana rock. Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah um, I agree. Or ramp spell or something of some yeah, yeah. kind, which we'll I, get I to. I, we'll I get to very shortly. Yeah, I can't replace it with just another creature sure, that doesn't right. get me more lands. Correct. But I, I would be open to seeing to another finding card. some other slot for yep. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right, my under fifty dollars is actually I'm going to cut Supreme Verdict. Oh, okay. So Supreme Verdict uh, is a colorless white, white, blue sorcery. Destroy all creatures, and this spell can't be countered. And also thanks to Pioneer, it's now eighteen dollars again, oh, which is stupid. Yeah, all it's right, dumb. Let's get rid of this guy. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to cut it for another legendary card. Oh, we are talking Urza's. 
Oh, Runa's Blast. Blast. Yeah, you're hot on this card. It's yeah. really good. So this one, guys, is four colorless white. So it's one additional CMC. Uh, it's a legendary sorcery. So like Big Talk talked about earlier, you can only cast it if you have a legendary creature or a planeswalker. But exile all non-permanents yeah. that aren't legendary. It's so good. It's well worth it in this yep. deck, too. And, yeah. and when I started to go through the deck, because I started to get worried, like, ooh, what about my oaths? Well, those are, those those, are legendary. Those legendary, right. Uh, you know, I don't care if I lose my soul ring. That's fine. Most of the creatures you're, you're in the deck are going to be legendary. <laughs> that's fine. Because, um, you know, if I'm having to do an exile, it's probably going to be I'm going to lose the game. Yeah, and sure. And if I haven't put myself in a commanding state with a grim monolith power artifact at that point, Probably it doesn't matter, either. right? Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, you go through a lot of this stuff, and, and even Chain Veil that that's legendary. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Um, it feeds a lot. It does a lot. You know, you would you would lose the doubling season, which would hurt. Yeah. But once again, you're probably only going to cast this. It's like I'm going to lose the game or lose my board or something to that effect. And again, like you can like. When this comes down, if you have your four or five planeswalkers out, like they mm -hmm. may they may scoop up a commander. Like they may they may be left over with like a commander or a couple sure. creatures here and there, right? But like this will let you this at least buys you a turn, if not two, right? Because yep. you can do your you can cast you can do your planeswalkers abilities, do this, comes around to you again, do your planeswalkers abilities, draw another card, see what else you can dig out. Yes, I I agree. I think it's an easy cut. The only one I might cut for this instead is the um which I think is very cute, and I know you like that card. The one that um oh final judgment. So this is a this is a this is final judgments four colorless and two white to remove mm. all creatures and this is one less than that to do sure. all non land or all non land permanents all non -legendary. legendaries yeah. so it's like it's mix it's a mix of yeah. either one See, right I, I like having the multiple exile things I agree um, yeah because sometimes destroy doesn't, doesn't get, get the you job there done. yeah no I agree with that so. um, Urza's ruinous blast is, is a is a really good card in the stack yeah four and it's coming in at a nice forty six cents booyah Booyah. And, and if you really want to pay for it you can get the promo for three bucks Ooh. breaking the bank all right what's your under 50 cut and add so you talked about why you want to cut this so i'm actually gonna cut urza oh, because okay. again it plays into your infinite combo so it's kind of like whatever um i the only thing i don't like about it is i wish if it did more on its own i'd be okay with it right but it really it gives you a blocker and a mana rock sort of but like yeah. I, the, you're playing it so you have something to feed in infinite mana into yep. right so what I think is a card that is still on theme, if you will, or on fleek. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Do people still say that? Works. No. Okay. No, well, don't. anyways, um, another Garouk, but we're going with Garouk Wildspeaker. Okay. So two colorless, two green, plus a legendary Garouk Planeswalker, loyalty three, plus one untapped two lands. So you get okay. your, you get your incidental yep. mana back there, right? Turn over turn, minus one, create a three three green beast token. Which will help you protect. Sure. And then again, an overrun. An overrun, right? Yeah. So I, I've looked at this card. The only reason I haven't added it is because it's so creature it's, specific. Correct. Yeah. But I think, like, again, if you're having mana problems, if you're having, like, this prevents people from attacking you, um, I think it does more for Urza and is the same CMC. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feed into an infinite combo. But again, like, we, like we talked about multiple times today, like, that's a Urza just. Urza only feeds into a three-card infinite combo, Correct. right? So um, Garouk's on on theme with uh, the Planeswalkers. So I like Garouk a lot. It's seven bucks. Um, and it's one of those cards, again, we've talked about this before, where like, even if you buy it, there will be a deck that this will fit in at some sure. point, right? It does so much for it. I think yeah. I have one sitting around if you need it. Whoa. No, I got like, because they, they've printed that card so many times in yeah. so many yeah. different arts and so many promo things. Oh, I yeah. actually think I have like four of them sitting nice. in the binder <laughs> that I just keep cutting from decks, but they keep giving them to me. They're so good. Yeah. I, I think it's really good. But um, So yeah, so for going on to personal recommendations, my personal recommendation is going to come to a bit of a shock. 
I'm going to recommend that I cut Vraska the Unseen. <gasps> what? Yeah. Three what? We've talked Blueberry. about how good this is. Are you insane? Black green. I'm going to cut it for something better. All right. Planeswalker oh, Vraska. <laughs> Uh, it's five loyalty planeswalker plus one until your next turn whenever a creature deals damage yep. to you uh, to Vraska destroy that creature so she has protection on herself correct minus three destroy target non-land permanent Oof, real real five. good I mean that's acidic slime minus seven irrelevant for this deck but that's... put three black assassins that whenever this creature deals damage to a player that player loses the game but she still passes the doubling, doubling season, season test because that, that will that could potentially win you the game on it so I got a better card all right you already know what it is. It's been banned in almost every format, but I'll oh, tell you why I this, think it's this better. stupid one. Uh, Oko yeah, Thief of Crowns. Go ahead. So, colorless. You're just saying this because you just got blue. this today. <laughs> well, that's why I bought it. I, I, like, I like, did the thing, and then yes, I was like, Yes, oh. I know. Uh, for loyalty, Oko. Uh, he's banned in everything except for EDH. For the love of God, Sheldon, please don't ban him. Uh, oh, it's only $16 now for, for a, a normal one. For a, yeah, but, you know, homeboy yeah, goes for yeah. borderless foil. <laughs> uh, so, it's a plus two, create a food token. Plus one, target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a great yeah. elk creature with base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. That's why I say it's better than Vraska, because most likely the non-land permanents I'm destroying are going to be creatures, because that's mm -hmm. what's threatening my planeswalkers. So turning them into 3-3s three, that lose all abilities, you know, no death triggers. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. You do that to a god eternal, they're not getting it back you to their have, hand. You don't, have to try to, you don't have to try to explain this to me. <laughs> well, no, I feel like I have to explain why I would do this over Vraska instead of cutting something else. I mean, maybe... I, that, I mean, that maybe, also makes sense in a Maybe vacuum. what I would do is cut Urza for, for this, this. That would be great. And then yes. leave in Vraska. Uh, like, I don't think you're wrong. Oh, sorry. There's still one more ability. Oh, right. yeah. It's irrelevant. <laughs> Minus five. Exchange control of target artifact or creature you control and target creature and opponent controls with power three or less. Actually, that might not be that irrelevant. Because you have tokens. You like have, give away a tokens. one one and take your mana rocks. Yeah. Or yeah. or you can give away a beast and take something else. Yeah. So, I no. I, Oko's really good. I love Vraska. I think sure. Vraska is probably one of my... She's probably one of my top five planeswalkers of all time because yeah. she's, she's super inexpensive. She does a really relevant ability. Her ultimate can win games, right? Yep. So I, I understand. And her, and her ultimate, to your point, wins games, but it doesn't win it on the spot, which is sometimes why people hate ultimates on Planeswalkers. It's, oh, you get the ultimate double right, season, yeah. the game's just over. They still have to get in and do damage. Correct. So I... You also don't have piles and piles of targeted removal in here, mm -hmm. which this this does do sort, sort of, right? Like... Um, like the argument could be made, like what's worse, having a three-three commander or having no commander, or having to cast it again, right? Yeah. So that's an argument. That's a fair argument. Um, and he's cheaper. I, I think, I think you should follow your gut. I think this is better in this deck than Urza, right? Because yeah. you really don't have a way to tutor for Urza outside of your normal stuff. And sure. like, there's, it'd be a very limited window when you'd want to go get Urza, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I think probably what I'll end up doing is once I get Oko in, I will. Slot it in for Urza, play the deck two, three times. It could even be a, a 40 life and a dash where it's like, hey, I'm just going to play Atraxa today and then do yeah, two, I, three games of that. Hopefully, I see Oko and see, at some if, point, see if you have some sort and of. And then yeah. put Urza back in, take out Vraska, play it a few yep. times, see how it goes. Because uh, I think it's something, because both the cards, it's like Urza is another way to just win the game. Mm hmm. And Vraska is just a very good card. Correct. And so I, yeah. it's going to be hard for me to pick which one. And yes, I'm I'm rubbing my hands around <laughs> in the air. You're like, uh, my like means, you just right? don't care. Like, 
So yep, that, that would be mine. Okay. Uh, what is it. yours? So I'm actually going to recommend that you cut Demonic Tutor because I'll give you the other tutor that you want, right? And I'm shocked that you don't have these cards in here. So there's like a fair amount of like tutoring tutor for planeswalkers. Too wait, expensive. Just wait. So uh, I was going to deploy the gate watch. Mm-mm. So I know you won't like it because you think it's too expensive, right? But the way I think about it, so deploy the gate watch is seven? Six. Four colorless, Four white, colorless white, white. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put two planeswalker cards from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest of the bottom of your library in a random I've order. I've whiffed before on this because it know. used to be in here. No, I agree with that, right? But like... I still think I would rather if it was me because I guess situationally when you have Demonic Tutor, you might have a rough idea of what you go get in terms of a Planeswalker, right? But with this one and Lily and Vampiric Tutor, there are ways in here where you can stack at least the top card of your deck, right? And again, this is like you have two effects in here, so it's not quite magical Christmas land, but Lily also takes a card and puts it on top. Yeah, but see now I, I think if you're saying we should cut a Tutor... For this magical Christmas land thing, if I have this yeah. other stuff and that, no. And also, you're, this and also this can't go get freaking power artifact and Grimmauld either. So I'm just saying. So, so once again, this is a big tuck bias, not Woo! actually what's good for the deck. No, I I disagree. I disagree because I still think that you're this increasing is worth- my curve by four CMC. Correct. for something that used to be in here and never worked. Maybe once you cut Urza and put in another planeswalker. And no, because I more? think I actually. I've always had 25-ish Planeswalkers in here. I, I think for that to work, you need to have 30-plus. You think that many? Yeah. Or you need top scroll rack, stuff like that, to consistently do it. What a- I cast that card too many times, and I and would get did- one or none. Wow, really? Yeah. Oof. Maybe I just haven't been that lucky. What, about, what do you think about Ignite the Beacon? I've looked at that one, still... I would rather have that than than demonic because you're at least going getting two cards for a little bit more, but you know what they are, right? Once again, you're paying three more CMC for two cards instead of one with demonic. But literally, demonic, I could cast demonic, get Oko with the same amount of mana, and cast it. I don't this, know. This just puts stuff in I don't, my hand. I don't have to tell you. I, I think you I'm do. Keep, I'm keeping. I'm, I'm letting you keep Vampiric Tutor, which is sixty dollars now. Good God. Well, and I can't cut the demonic for this because this is the one that I actually had Doug alter. Into Dormammu since it's the, the oh. planes. <laughs> well, that's your own. That's 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 a grave of your own doing. But anyways, right. I was just trying to get out of the box here. Nah, Want to get those planeswalker searches? So take your take your Toothy and Garuk and go kick rocks. <laughs> well, hey, you know what, Big Tuck. Thanks for making it until the end. <laughs> As promised, here's some details about our giveaway. Uh, from our sponsor, Level 1 Gaming, we're going to be giving away a complete set of mono showcase gods from Theros Beyond Death. To enter, it's very simple. Just help promote the podcast and the content that we produce. You're going to get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media and our website. Uh, we're going to announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News March 3rd and social media soon after. And yes, we're doing giveaways every single month with Level 1 Gaming. It could be a sweet set of cards like this. It could be a sweet little set of cards like we did for January with oh, the Theros yeah. Beyond Death booster. Hey, it could even be a big tuck deck himself. I'm, Whatever level one gaming can do. I like how you rank those in orders of what they actually want. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because if that's the case, then I would have ended it with a Mr. Combo deck. Oh. <laughs> no, sorry. It would have been some CMD Tower stickers, uh, a, fl- a big flaming pile of dog crap, then a Mr. Combo deck. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? We would love some feedback uh, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you enjoyed it, leave that positive stuff. If you hated it, make sure you send an email to dearsquee at cmdtower.com. <laughs> Fielding uh, responses right now. He, he does it all. Uh, it's all his fault. 
Um, but you know what? If you want to reach out to us and know more ways you can enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo Number Five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. You can reach on my co-host, my cohort, Big Tuck at Big Tuck on- tweeting. At at Big Tuck tweeting, correct? Yeah, I need to update my notes. I still have Big Tuck on Twitter. Is no, it? Yeah, no, at, it's yeah. taken. No, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't, wasn't taken. They just wouldn't let you do it. Correct. Oh, that's also true. Yes, uh, you can reach your main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website cmdtower.com. Find us on the Facebook. You can find us on Reddit. You can find us everywhere. Type in Catholic Marchesa demonic tower nice if you want to engage your awesome production team for your own future projects how would they do that squee oh you can find me on facebook or instagram at rich chaos records you can find me at dear squee on twitter you can also email me at dear squee at cmd tower uh, really anything you gotta say happy to listen he has a does music podcast has a full studio if you're local in the kc metro area or if you live remote maybe to our brothers up north or sisters down south nice uh, you could send things over the series of tubes uh, you, guys, t- you guys may not have uh, electricity so it may actually be postal tubes via mail like it vacuum uh, tubes vacuum tubes wait those need electricity never mind never Bam. mind Take it back. Yeah, whatever tube, whatever tube of your choice. Uh, if you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. And when you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so they know that you came from the collective. Outside of their own storefront where they have that sweet CMD Tower playmat and sleeve set, uh, they also have a TCG player store with over 99% accuracy rating and incredibly competitive prices. Another way you can support us is to head over to patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have several different reward tiers from as simple as Discord access to getting a sweet sign playmat to even maybe a guest spot on the podcast we actually have different achievements to where if we get like 50 patrons we're actually going to create a little segment each week to where you guys can send in questions and we will actually spend time and answer those questions uh and then once we get up to 100 which is our biggest one right now 100 total patrons uh we're actually going to have a patron hop onto this podcast and talk about their sweet sweet brew as well as each tier on patreon gives you additional entries into the monthly giveaway uh and of course we always want to say a big thank you to Pink Royal for the music provided in the beginning and the end of the episode. We miss right, you. Before we sign off, Big Tuck, any last thoughts on Atraxa, Protector of the Plains? No, I've seen this. I've seen you play this deck so many times. I didn't even really need to look at it to know what I was going to choose. Um, I actually don't like it at all. It's very mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very Mr. Combo style deck. I do like that you're open to some of the additions that I had, which is kind of a change of heart for you. Yeah. So, that, so that was nice. But well, yeah. you actually finally took my play style and thoughts into consideration (laughs) instead of just saying what you want to say Ah. so i appreciate it you know this was my pet deck it's something that still to this day uh it's not as active it's more just as things kind of come along Mm -hmm. but i still if there's an alternate version of a planeswalker i try to get it for the deck but you know it's it's one that the non-planeswalkers i don't really care about upgrading or doing because they're to me they're so interchangeable Right. Uh, you know, definitely something new could go in. But no, it's fun. It's not one that I play a lot, more because... What are you talking about? You play this all the time. I play it maybe once every three, four months. Oh. No, I mean, you've just seen it twice in the last few weeks because I wanted to play it for us last Sunday so that way, you know, we could have played uh-huh. it recently. Uh, but no, I don't play it a lot because Planeswalkers are so fragile, especially yeah. in our meta. We have so many ways of people dealing damage to Planeswalkers um, that I don't think it's great to just play whenever you feel like. Sure. Uh, but ho. Maybe some bottle capping. It'll become playable. There you go. All right, guys. See you later. See ya.